In the Beginning Was the Word by Deb Weekly. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for every single person listening to this devotion today. God, I pray for that sweet mom in her home with her children, and I pray, God, that you would help her to know your great love today. I pray that she would learn something from today's devotional that she would remember for the rest of her life. And God, that this would be the start of an amazing journey, knowing more and more and more about you and learning how to walk with you and learning how much you love her and that you are with her every single day and that she can trust you and uh, that you love her just so much. Bless her day today and bless her as she's listening and speak to her heart. In Jesus' name, amen. John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that light was, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Many years ago, when my children were growing up, I loved getting up early in the morning to read the Bible and spend some precious time with Jesus before my day began. Afterward, I often hopped onto my treadmill in the basement to grab a quick run before anyone in the house awoke. During these little exercise sessions, I watched and re-watched the word-for-word scripture movie called The Gospel of John and learned a great deal about the Bible in the process. This wonderful habit literally changed me from the inside out as the words from scripture were acted out and came to life in the movie. I especially love the very beginning of the movie where they spoke some of the most beautiful and poetic words of all scripture, John 1, 1 through 5. Each time I watched on the treadmill, I remember holding my breath a little as the beginning scene in the movie unfolded. As the narrator spoke this powerful passage of scripture about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I imagine the Apostle John as he sits at his table, pen poised in his hand, praying for the perfect words to open up one of the most loved books in the Bible, the book of John. In my mind, I see God breathing his very words onto the papyrus, as John perhaps hesitates, knowing that these beginning words of God are weighty because they will tell us the truth about Jesus' existence before the world even began. I often think about the Holy Spirit speaking through John and bringing his mind back to countless conversations he had with the Master while they walked on the earth together, and his great desire to compose them in a way that reflected the truth of those conversations well. John 1, 1 through 2. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. I love how the Apostle John accurately refers to Jesus as the Word. Read the wonderful words from Matthew Henry, an amazing Bible commentary, as he explains, The plainest reason why the Son of God is called the Word seems to be, That as our words explain our minds to others, so was the Son of God sent in order to reveal His Father's mind to the world. That's pretty amazing. Let me repeat that. (laughs) The plainest reason why the Son of God is called the Word seems to be 
that as our words explain our minds to others, so was the Son of God sent in order to reveal His Father's mind to the world. Imagine this for a second. Jesus came to teach us about the Father and give us an understanding and view of Him that we can better comprehend. It would be challenging for our minds to fathom the complexity and greatness of God, so He sent Jesus, His one and only Son, to earth to explain and show us the Father's character and His love. When we want to know more about who God is, we simply need to look closely at Jesus, His words, and His life. When we see Jesus, we are actually seeing the Father, too, just in human form. In these verses, we can see the awesome truth. When we talk about the Word, we are talking about a person. Jesus Christ. If you look closely, you can see the writer capitalizes word. That means it's a proper noun. It's the person of Jesus. Further, these verses show us that Jesus has always existed with God since before the earth was even created and that he is God. I then imagine the Spirit speaking to John about adding that Jesus created the world. Jesus was not created. He and the Father and the Holy Spirit have always existed together, and they created all things. John 1 verse 3. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. It may seem challenging to understand the complexity of the Trinity, the the three-in-one God. But the scriptures tell us in 1 Corinthians 13 verses 9 and 12 the truth that as long as we are on this earth, we only have the capability to partially understand everything about God. I'm going to read those scriptures to you. So 1 Corinthians 13, 9 and 12. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. I'm going to go ahead and go all the way through from 9 to 12. I'm going to just start over. Sorry. Um, Okay, 9 through 12. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put my childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And author's note, on a little side note, I love that scripture because what it tells me is that on this earth, we will always understand things partially. We won't understand them fully until we get to heaven. But there's one thing that we can know about on this earth and trust is that we are fully loved by God, even though we don't understand it, even though we have, we don't have the capability to understand his great love for us on this earth. That's why the word says that we need to pray to understand how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that we would be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. That's in Ephesians. And so when we're on this earth, we will never know everything. But when we're in heaven, we will know. We'll know all of these things, even as we are fully known. That's just a little side note. I love talking about that. Picking this back up, it says, After all, he is God, and part of his majesty is that he is not to be fully known. 
But we can rest assured the rest of that scripture in 1 Corinthians 13, 12 is the fact that we are fully known by God. We can trust God when he says that our world was designed by the triune God, and we can know deeply that we did not randomly evolve. The word of God says in Psalm 139, verse 14, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. What's more, we have the delight of knowing the same God in a personal way through the person of Jesus Christ. I love how this passage wraps up with the powerful person of Jesus Christ also being called the light. John 1, 1 through 5. I'm sorry, John 1, 4 through 5. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus is referred to many times in the Bible as the light. What we know about light is that it illuminates the darkness. This world can be a dark place, but when Jesus lights up the darkness, lights up the darkness with his presence and his love, he offers us hope and healing from the difficulties and pain we face on the earth. He will shine his light into the dark corners of our hearts and our lives. We are given new life when we turn away from our sin or darkness and give our lives to Jesus Christ. Not everyone will choose to believe in Jesus. He does give us a choice. Jesus will not force us to follow him or to turn away from our sin, but he does desire it. Listen to what 1 Timothy 2, 3-4 through 4 says. This is good and pleasing God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. If we do choose to surrender our lives to Jesus, then the love and transformation that follow are life-changing You will never be the same. Questions to ponder. What is God teaching you today about Jesus and his love for you? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? It's so easy to turn to him and ask him to be Lord of your life. Pray this simple prayer from the Reverend Billy Graham with me today. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, we want to know about it. Please email us at admin at helpclubformoms.com. We would love to be the first to welcome you into the family of God and to share some resources with you. Be sure to tell a pastor or a minister about your decision to follow Jesus. He or she will be so glad you did. Faith-filled idea. Praying with a prayer partner is one of the most powerful habits you could start. Every week in the Help Club, we all pray with someone. I have a prayer partner too, and we pray every week. Actually, I have several prayer partners that I pray with every week. My life is better, and I feel so much more much more at peace after we pray. If you don't have a prayer partner, ask God for one. He is faithful, and He will provide. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Um, thank you for your word. Thank you for the fact that you've gone to extravagant lengths to show us your love, 
You've gone to extravagant lengths to write all of these things down about your love for us and your sacrifice and how you want every person to be saved. And there's so much in your word that draws our hearts to you. And I pray for my friend who's listening that you would draw their hearts to you as they read the Bible. I pray that you would ignite a hunger in their hearts to read the Bible for themselves, knowing that you speak to them as they read the Bible. Holy Spirit, speak to my friend every time they read the Bible and speak to them about anything that was said today that they needed to know. And I pray that anything that wasn't from you for my friend would fall to the ground and anything that was uh, for them, that it would take root and go deep in their heart and help them and encourage them and help them in their walk with you. Lord, we commit our day to you. We pray that you'll help us to be the women, the wives, the mothers uh, that you've created us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.